Hey, it's Brian, and welcome to TPN The Walk-On, Super Bowl Edition. Joel makes his pick to win, and we go through the best and worst Super Bowl gambling bets in history. And now, from the Bet Bunker in Brooklyn, here is your host, Joel Walkowski. Super, Super Bowl. I like to watch the Super Bowl. Super, Super Bowl. I like to watch the Super Bowl. What's up, everybody? You are watching the Props Network, and this is TPN, the walk-on. I am Joe Wachowski, the professional gambler. I put the walk and the walk-on, and I put the talk in all things sports and gambling related with a little bit of a comedy twist. And over there, joining me, my Favorite guy, he is over there in the John Wilkes. Say hello to the techie Trekkie, the Alex English of New York City comedy. Before we got our own Alex English, Brian <laughs> Allen Mitchell. Oh man, you got to sell that song to Spotify, okay? You get that Super Bowl song to Spotify ASAP. Yeah, you know what? I've been using that jingle for years. That's a little bit of self-plagiarism, to be completely mm. honest with you. I used to work in uh, a place that had catered lunches. I was very lucky. And on taco days, it was taco, taco day. I like to work on taco day. Taco, taco day. <laughs> I like to work on taco yeah. day. You, you get it. Yeah. You get it. You yeah, we get it. Yeah. And um, let's let, yeah, we're going to have fun. We're going to have a good Sunday. And um, we just want to, I want to put a bow on probably the biggest running storyline we have here at TP on the Walk On Brian's dog. So Brian's and, dog is here and ready to gamble. Yep. He's ready to watch the Super Bowl. Brian and his beloved betrothed. Is that a fiance word? I hope so. Never uh, heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, me neither. But, you know, you'd sometimes you just throw out a couple French-sounding syllables out, out there, and, you know, that's an appropriate la- way to refer to a lady. I learned that's that true. from watching Lupin. Um, <laughs> but anyhow, Brian, he got the cutest puppy in the world. It's amazing. He picks her up before the game, right? Yeah, yeah, on Saturday. So we're going to have a good time, and uh, we're, we're going to watch and have a lot of, lot of doggy eats. Yeah, a lot of doggy eats. Brian's going to be cleaning up pee in the third quarter, but we're happy to see it. We're happy to have resolution, and I'm so happy for you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. And I, this opens you up to so many possibilities as a Browns fan. I can only imagine what a guy like you will come up with. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. She's going to have a, a, a dog pound uh, jersey on. You. That's how about you wear a little dog mask, and you make her a little Baker Mayfield mask? I like this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I hope I can find a Baker Mayfield mask. <laughs> you know what? I think I can. I, I've, I've got a great artist who owes me some favors, so I'll be talking to him. All right. All, All right. right. So before we get into this year's Super Bowl, I just want to take a, a, a brief look back. And I think that informs the best bet we can possibly make right now. Are you ready? Ready. You can't make this bet now, but you can make this bet. Maybe you can make it at Sunday at midnight. You can definitely make it, you know, sun Monday morning. But I think you could make it at 3 a.m. And uh, Elon Musk does not have to tweet about Dogecoin for you to make some bucks on, on the Internet late at night. But anyhow, last year, the best thing you could do the day after the Super Bowl, it was not buy stock in Zoom. It was not buy personal protective equipment for yourself or your family. It was to bet a Super Bowl future on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, because who knew the day after the Super Bowl, the Bucs were not Tom Brady's team. They were not a contender. They were not the flagship team of every football fan who's pretty insufferable to talk to. They were a Bruce Arians uh, vertical offense with a likable quarterback, and they were 60 to one for the Super Bowl. If if any if you put that bet now when, last year, Joel, how much would you win if you put that bet in? A sixty to one. I mean, you can pick it. You can multiply any number by sixty. Give me a yeah. give me fifth. Give me a number. I'll multiply. That. Okay, yeah, yeah, fifty. <laughs> give me the fifty. Fifty-three thousand dollars. <laughs> Boom. What up? 
Yeah, those odds are longer than a story by my mother-in-law. And I only bring this up because I know you guys can't take action on the 2021 long shot bucks in the Super Bowl. But I think there is a similar scenario that could be brewing in the heartland. What what you talking about, Joel? The Indianapolis Colts are 21, 28 to 1 to make the Super Bowl and win. I believe the Indianapolis Colts have three of the top 32 players in football. Okay. I, I, I'm always saying it. Uh, Buckner, Nelson, and Leonard, in case anyone's interesting. But by the time next season kicks off, I think they might have four. Why? Who? Who, who, who are you saying, Joel? Well, I think there may be a return in the Midwest. Sources that have been pretty reliable for me in the past that I, without a second thought, put my money down with in terms of not only gambling, but stocks. They seem to be very inclined that Andrew Luck could be returning as quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, okay. I mean, hey, that, w- that would be amazing. Um, but to retire and come back to the same team just seems a little bit far-fetched. And Yes, their defense got a little bit better. The offensive line is there. Um, but why come back? Because why, he, why come back? Because he didn't actually retire. Because he was actually hurt and his body wasn't in a position to get through an NFL season. He's someone who understands the game from an intellectual level like only maybe Peyton Manning has ever done. Mm-hmm. So he had the wherewithal to use that Stanford education assess his prospects, lay out a few years, let the Colts rejuvenate, get that body right, and then come back on his terms. Now, that would be very interesting. But I want to know like a good stat for uh, players that retired but went back. Because most times, you know. Michael Jordan. <laughs> no one comes back to their same team with titles. Michael Jordan. But Andrew Luck is not Michael Jordan, Okay. He didn't. W- Andrew Luck didn't win rings or anything to be like, okay, I can leave. I'll come back when I'm ready. He didn't win anything, okay? Yeah, but football is a lot harder to win titles in than the NBA. You don't have the same span. He didn't have the right coaching. There was bad general management that didn't put an O-line. Like, football is so much more about how the company you work for operates rather than one transcendent talent. So, and, I mean, in terms of quarterbacks – Andrew Luck is on that top tier of talent, and I've seen photos of him taken within the last week. That dude is in the best shape of his life. He looks phenomenal. He looks ready to go, and I think he might be meeting with Jim Irsay today or tomorrow. I I see no reason for him to come back if Jim Irsay is still there, right? There doesn't make any sense. You, you know, he Jim Irsay is dangling all the all the strings, whatever. Okay. But I think he is the reason why he had a bite off his line and put Andrew Luck in a bad situation. So why would I go back to a boss that did it wrong for me again? Because is he going to give me a raise? Because Ooh, cool. What, but whoa, I'm still going to get my. I'm still going to get my. That's butt hurt. the you you hit the nail on the head right there, my friend. When Calvin Johnson retired, it, he, the Detroit Lions created a rift. They made him return his money. When Andrew Luck retired. The Colts said, thank you. He kept the coin. None of it was returned. The Colts had every right under the collective bargaining agreement to ask for that money back in a hard-capped NFL with so much limitations on how much money you could spend, and they didn't do it. That's a, that's a little bit uh, shaky to me. It's a little shaky, but he he is, he is single-handedly you know, it was Peyton, and then you had Andrew, right? And he, 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 he did well. You know, he got to the playoffs, did all that stuff. Calvin Johnson, what, what did he? Like, he put up good yards, but did he? What did he do? Right. But here's the deal. Okay. Even if luck doesn't come back, even if I'm wrong and I'm talking out of my ass, <laughs> and it's purely for entertainment value, and the people they don't come to watch this show for my analysis, they just want to see the light glint off my Mister Clean Dome. It's a good dome. It's but it's and it's still a good bet. It's going to be twenty-eight to one. We know the Colts are addressing the quarterback position. You nailed that future on these teams that need to address the QB position before they do, it's one of the best bets in sports. It's amazing value. 
value-wise, it seems like a good deal. Just to throw it out there, and then if Andrew Luck gets there, it's like, okay, all right, well, they they have enough pieces to be in in the league to be like, okay, we can get to that Super Bowl. And if Andrew Luck is, you know, ready to go again to strap it up, like, great, but I don't, I don't know. But on the counterpoint, no matter who they have in there, it's going to be an upgrade because the Colts, they had a top 10 NFL team with the worst QB play in the NFL. Apologies to the great Phil Rivers, but I thought he was done in the 2018 offseason. And, yeah, I think that's going to be an amazing value. A lot of times I examine bets here and I don't actually place them, but, like, when we, I talked about Embiid for MVP and I didn't bet it, <laughs> This is not that case. I am betting the Colts Monday morning. I trust Frank Reich. I trust that organization. And it gives me a good feeling in the pit of my stomach. Okay. And other things, they give me a bad pit in the in, in the bottom of my stomach, a bad feeling. And we will get to those. But just to talk about something good, I'm enjoying this new game, Monkey Knife Fight. They give you all sorts of fun opportunities to play just kind of tailored betting games based on player props. Like you go on there, you log on, and you get a binary. Are they going to score over 11 points? Who's getting 30 points tonight? It's fun. It's straight up. The odds are incredible, and I'm genuinely having a good time playing on this interface. I haven't played as much as I want just because I've lost my mind in the stock market, in the Super Bowl, in the NBA, and really I'm just throwing money around like I'm James Harden on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> Shout the pumps in Bushwick. But you want to deposit there. They will match you with promo code WALKON. I put down 25. I got 50, and I had a good time playing with. I still got quite a bit in there. And I actually think if you were to ever try betting, I'll give you my login. You can use the money there. I think you would really enjoy it, Brian. Oh, monkey knife fight. Hey. Yeah, it's ta it. it's tailored for, you know, novices and beginners, and it's good, but there's still, like, a lot of knowledge of basketball, so I am a proponent of that. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, so let's talk about our bad feelings. Do you want to share a bad feeling before I, I get into mine? Uh, I don't even know what you mean, bad feelings. What makes you it. feel bad? I, I don't like velvet, the touch of it. I don't like the sound of a pencil t writing on paper. What mm. makes you feel bad? Uh, wet socks. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. I slept yeah. next to the humidifier last night. Oh, brutal. <laughs> There's, I got a bad feeling about this Sunday. What are you talking about? I have a feeling of trepidation regarding the Super Bowl. Ooh. It's a it's a fun it's gonna be a good game. I, I don't understand what's going on. It'll be a good game. The outcome might not be, and that's what I'm afraid of. Oh. We just watched this. This is how the NBA season played out. We saw LeBron James go to the Lakers and assemble a team to his own individual preferences that mm -hmm. resulted in championship gold. Now, there are a lot of things I liked about this year's Lakers. Last year's Lakers, kinda empty. It was not traditional team building. It felt a little soulless and kind of like seeing like you're a great lead singer from a band touring with a different group. Well, that's, that's LeBron James when he <laughs> gets his, team first, his first team together. Yeah, exactly. That kind of happens. And that works in the NBA. But if I see that, because uh, we we even discussed in the luck thing, like the NFL is such a bigger organization. And to see Tom Brady pull off a suit of Super Bowl with a model for team building that I think is counterintuitive, holds back the youngsters on that offense and just kind of distances it, like the product from the way I feel the game should operate. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see that. Yes. Van, Van Hager. Very excellent point. W. Bennett. W. Bennett's my boy. He's hanging out all the time. I friggin' love that dude. <laughs> we, we, he, I, I was making fun of the magic, and I had to admit I liked the Pistons earlier. But yeah, just in this regard, I don't want to see that. I want more from my teams, but unfortunately, I think this might break Tampa's way. So I'm, I'm going to look at it. It's hard not to have my money. I'm still getting used to this setup. First of all, let's get into the weather. It's 75% yes. chance of a thunderstorm in Florida. 
if there is a rain, they bucks. Their run game is a lot more power blocking oriented. They're a little bit better in the trenches, and it's going to go in their direction, especially if we get bad weather. If, if there's one thing I don't want to see more than like Tom Brady play the, the superhero, and I like Tom Brady, mm-hmm. is Leonard Fournette swinging the Super Bowl. I can't. It, the, the stars aligned for, uh, for Fournette to be the MVP for this game. You know, you you get bounced from Jags, and then out of the grace of anything, he he just lands in Tampa's Bay, Tampa Bay's uh, lap pretty much at ease, and it's like, okay, great. Exactly. I, I have a feeling that Tampa Bay is going to win, and the Super Bowl MVP, I'm going to have an emotional hedge on these, will be one of the two players who I've spent the most time making fun of, Leonard Fournette and... Jason Pierre-Paul, the shocker himself. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't you do that. What? It's not, it's not, it's not loot. It's a very accurate Jason Pierre-Paul Stop impression. It. What? Stop it. What? You, we can't make fun of a guy for having fun with fireworks? My dog ate her own tail because she's so afraid of fireworks. I, I hold Jason Pierre-Paul personally accountable. If, if Martellus Bennett can blame Matthew Stafford for the JFK assassination, I'm blaming Jason Pierre-Paul for my dog eating her own tail. Okay, you put <laughs> all right, but I I have a feeling I have a feeling it, it it could not be the running back. I think it might be Barrett. It might be it might be Shaq Barrett. Barrett. It could absolutely be Shaq Barrett. Mike Lombardi, the football guy who I trust the most, he 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 signaled Shaq Barrett. So I want to give him a little bit of rub there. And otherwise, what happened in that Green Bay game? I still think the best the Packers were the best team in the NFC. Yeah, I feel that with full confidence, and I don't know if Lafleur lost him that game. I don't know if the kick did, but they were out. They're all pro left tackle Brian Bakhtiari, and now the Chiefs are out. They're all pro left tackle Eric Fisher. Um, I mean, we talk about Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill, but Eric Fisher was picked first overall, right? It, it, I think my favorite thing of this, the storyline of this is that Mike Reimers played uh, played uh, Super Bowl 50 and he was the right tackle and he got destroyed. He got destroyed by the Broncos defense. So is he going to see ghosts? He might be seeing ghosts. He might just be like, oh, where's Vaughn? I don't know. He's like wrong team. He might mess up this whole thing. For them, I, I, you know, it's it's going to be tough. It, that whole Chiefs line, there's a lot of people, that, not a lot of people. There's a couple offensive linemen that uh, called out, said no, no thanks to COVID, uh, and it's a hodgepodge. But I would say that Aaron Rodgers doesn't move as well as Mahomes, and there's a lot. I mean, their team is pretty much Inspector Gadget, so this is going to be a little bit different from from the Packers offense where do you see Aaron Rodgers uh you know like going out of the pocket come on yeah but they went away from the underneath game they had a kind of weird game plan and you say that Pat Mahomes is more mobile than Aaron Rodgers but let me ask you this is Hmm. Pat Mahomes in a thunderstorm more mobile than Aaron Rodgers uh maybe not because it well it yeah, I, I okay. I guess I see that there. Uh, it's going to, and their running game is still iffy, you know. So I can see that there, but they can still do gadget plays. They're they're so good at that. I think they're gaming for a little rain. It's okay, and I think so. But if you throw in rain, if you throw in the offensive t- line injuries, and not only that, but they had their COVID scare, which resulted in a great photograph from their center. He has half of his head buzzed. Oh, my God. Um, he's not practicing until Saturday. So how are they Are they really going to be sharp on the offensive line? Are they playing in the Super Bowl where we quite often see high-powered offenses have to answer to great pass rushes? Tom Brady's been on the other side of this. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady is Eli Manning against Tom Brady in this matchup. And that's what scares me. I can't believe you said that. Oh, oh, I, but I love it. No, no, this is going to, is it going to be a Hail Mary to, to David for, for the win? It might be, it might be Mike Evans on the 30 so they could kick a field goal for the win. Hey, it could happen. It could um, happen. And there is a case otherwise. 
there's one thing that gives me hope. It's Andy Reid off a bye. We see does he's so fresh. Yeah, we we talk about who's the greatest of all time. Is it Mahomes? Is it Brady? It's Andy Reid off a bye. This is Andy Reid going. He's back to the Super Bowl, or I as I like to think of it, going back for seconds. And (laughs) I think that this win changes his legacy completely. There's he's got more at stake than anyone in this game, Brady or Mahomes included, because this puts him in a pantheon and. Maybe they'll have an attack that Lafleur isn't ready for. Lafleur. Uh, sorry, I said Lafleur. I, I I told you <laughs> I, I've been doing. I've been talking so much. Sports, so I've been talking much, yeah. so much. Fine, I I missed up one. No, yeah, it, it's fine. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I Andy, when he has time to stew and just create a great plan, he always does it. I mean, he he can roll out Chad Henney and they can still win by ten. You know, so I think it's going to be a really fun game, but the, the Chiefs have to run the ball. The Chiefs have to run the ball, and they can't rely on, on, on Patty, Patty all the time. No, they cannot. So it'll be interesting. So are you ready for the pick? Ooh, let's do it. I believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win the Super Bowl. Wow. But I will be betting on the Kansas City Chiefs. I am making this one the heart play, not the head play. So I'm back in the Chiefs money line. Mm -hmm. I I have them like minus one and a half to be in transparency's sake. I bet them live during the AFC Championship game, which is Mm -hmm. you know I get two free points, cool. And the real play here, the thing I really advise. How about this under? 75% of the money is on the over in a thunderstorm in a game featuring so many line injuries to one of the O-lines. There's a lot of things going for the under here. Yeah, especially if this rain actually does what it's saying, then under is where it's at. The weekend comes out. He can't do it because of thunderstorms, and they just have to keep playing. Yeah, absolutely. That's what's going to happen, and the under I feel great about. Anything related to the outcome regarding the winner, I mean, I, I, I just want to throw up. <laughs> I want it to be Monday morning, and I want to be wagering on the Colts for 2022. I just want to get through this. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be a nail-biter. The weather is going to be the question, uh, but we'll, we'll see. I, we're going to have a good game, though. I know that. All right. Well, we have a fun segment. I did a lot of really enjoyable research when I pulled it up here. And we're going to go through the history of gambling on the Super Bowl. I found some really fun anecdotes. We're going to look at it from all these little different perspectives. And before we get into that, Brian, I'm sorry, with my new setup, I wasn't aware of how draining it was for the battery. I'm just going to plug in really quickly, if you don't mind. Okay. So if you want to just uh, name your favorite things about Matthew Della Vadova until I come back, it'll be about 40 seconds. Wow. Well, Matthew Della Vadova, his family, um, such a great family. Uh, I would say uh, probably one of the best in the NBA. Uh, it's like LeBron James family, Matthew Della Vadova. Um, I think the big thing with Matthew is he's always been that undersized guard where everyone's like, oh, you're not good enough, but he finds a way. Right. He finds a way. And that's the big thing about it. The big thing that players, especially in the NBA, don't understand is that you, you do a lot. You do a lot just to want to run and, you know, play the game that you love. Right. And Matthew Delavadova does that. You know, he got his ring. Then he went to the Bucks, got paid as you do, as you do as an NBA player. And the rest is history. You know, after winning one, especially when you're an undersized guard, you've done more than you've ever done in your entire life. So, like, I'm a 5'10", I'm 5'10", I say 5'11", but if I won, if I won an NBA championship, I'm done. Like, I don't need to do anything else. I, I did my duty for king and country, and I'm ready to do Geico commercials. I'll do a, uh, well, like a like a Popeyes. I'll do that. You know, probably doesn't fit, but 
I would do it. And I, you know, I think, uh, I just think I just need to win an NBA championship. <laughs> what a sentence to come back to. Beautiful. <laughs> I, and that those, those, if he gave some crazy opinions on Matthew Delvadova, I assure you guys, he was not just doing that for a camera. He means it. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know who who's gonna be the surprise guest on the halftime show. Is it is it gonna be Matthew Delavadova? Oh okay. <laughs> we'll see. I think it might be Prince. Uh so let's talk Super Bowl <laughs> gambling history. And so in the big picture, they have been the favorites are 34-19 straight up, 26, 25, and two against the spread. There were two pit pushes. One was the St. Louis Rams. One was the Green Bay Packers against the Patriots when Desmond Howard won MVP. So that is fun there. And there was no line on Super Bowl one, which was kind of crazy. There was, it was an exhibition. It wasn't the big event it was now. It wasn't a convention. Oh, but people gambled on that somehow. They, you know they gambled. Yeah, they gambled on it, but we, we, we have no record of it. And it really, gambling only became entrenched with the Super Bowl and maybe even America, thanks to Super Bowl three. What's the most famous betting line in sports history? Jets. Um, oh, go ahead. I'd love to hear it. Oh, no, no, no. You said it. Jets plus 18. Crazy. They win. It legitimizes the AFL. The Super Bowl becomes a phenomenon, and Vegas takes a bath for the first time on a sporting event, but it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to Vegas. What was that? Joe, Joe, Joe Namath there, right? Yeah, Joe Namath, the great Alabama quarterback. He made the guarantee. There's a famous clip of him walking off the field with the one held up, and those were the days where you could win a Super Bowl, become a national icon, and everyone on Twitter wouldn't just talk about how you threw more picks than touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, you know, you got to just put the respect on that name, right? You won the you won the whole thing, right? Yeah, and I'm gonna give a guy uh, the benefit of the doubt for having knee surgery in 1970. I think that was probably a lot to come back from. <laughs> There, it's probably just his his, uh, his knee is just filled with rocks, rocks glued together. That's probably why. Yeah, absolutely. You think Dr. James Andrews, he was only like 15 years old then. <laughs> his surgeries must have been terrible. It's like, I've never heard of this surgery. Well, you can try it. I don't know. Yeah, I'll just name it after you if it doesn't go right. That's what that's word for Tommy John. <laughs> who's who's ringing at my door? I know it's coming. Oh, the dog's going to bark now. It's Greg to work from home. I'm not even talking about the underdogs. I'm talking. Well, I am. I'm talking about. She's big. Yeah, 18 barks for every one of those points that the Jets covered in Super Bowl three. Oh, but yeah, man. If I'm talking about Tampa winning and it sets off a dog barking, I feel bad. That's so a Browns fan right there. Yeah. So let's talk about the biggest bets in Super Bowl history. Um, Ooh. So it. So the biggest bet on this game, it actually was just take. It was just taken over by gambler extraordinaire Mattress Mac. Someone had previously bet $2.3 million on the game, and they picked the Bucks plus three and a half. Old Mattress Mac came in, because everything's bigger in Texas, of course, and he put $3.5 million down on the Bucks plus three and a half. Ooh. Hmm. Thing that 3.5 he just has that lying around just ready to go yeah because he, he made all those crazy astros bets a few years back and i think he kind of bets as marketing for his company somehow so i don't mm. know if i'm gonna grade him like a real gambler i think it might be having an ulterior motive yeah he just yeah, wants to yeah. sell mattresses which is also something daniel snyder tried to do when he was in charge of six flags so great minds there oh yeah, I, I didn't know that he did that, and that makes all sense why he runs a very terrible franchise. Yeah, you didn't know that Dan Snyder, when he was in charge of Six Flags, sold C Six Flags branded mattresses? What? You thought Dwayne Haskins was a bad decision? <laughs> You're going to have a Six Flags mattress? Yeah, I want to associate my uh, 
My bed with roller coasters. What? Right. Yeah. What a dummy. Yeah, Sam's going to freaking yell at us for this one. <laughs> um, so the biggest bet ever made on the Super yeah. Bowl, it was actually a sports book. So when the Washington football team was playing the Buffalo Bills in Super Bowl 24, Michael Gogan, he is he owned a sports book in Vegas. He was kind of responsible for a lot of the big growth in the industry. Yeah. So what happened was everyone had that Super Bowl as like Washington minus seven. And if you want to ask, okay, if we, we're having a chat. If you do have questions about the Dan Snyder Six Flags mattress, I will answer them. But he every book in Vegas had it at minus six and a half to minus seven. So what he did, he put Washington – at minus six and a half, he mm. put Buffalo at plus seven and a half. If the game finished at a seven-point spread, oh. he would have lost 100% of the wagers taken. That's uh, that that gets me that gets me hot. Because uh, what if you lose? What are you what are you gonna do? You're gonna ask for help, and <laughs> in Vegas, I think that. Uh, has you walking around with the same gait as Joe Namath. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, someone tried to take advantage of him. Yeah. Someone, they placed $500,000 on both sides thinking, you know what? If if it finishes seven points off, instead of losing $50,000, yeah. I'll win a million. Didn't hit. It looked like it was going to go that way. But it didn't. Oh, my God. Washington pulled away. We all know how the Bills ended up because we enjoy Vincent Gallo's independent films. Shout out, Buffalo 66. You know they stole that Matrix bullet time from that film? Pretty cool story. But, yeah, that was one of the biggest ones. And then a guy from Detroit last year in a contest put on, he went 80, he hit 81 straight. That's sick. That man is sick. That That's... That is back to the future, I got a sports almanac type of battering right there. Yeah, he was not a professional gambler whatsoever. He was just a guy who was invited to a contest on a golf course. He got hot all season, and he ended up, it was some sort of contest where it compounded. And by being correct on last year's Super Bowl, he hmm. won a million dollars and proceeded to, being a Detroiter, throw the Detroit Lions under the bus. What? What? He's like, yeah, I really love the NFL. Unfortunately, I don't have a team to root for in my home city, but it was great to win all these bets. Oh, oh, that hurts. But when you win that much money, that that is that is I can say anything money. Okay. Yeah, one million dollars. That's <laughs> fuck you money in the Midwest. That's it. Yeah, you can you can buy the entire state of Ohio for a million dollars, man. Uh, yeah, you can, but I I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you want to get a receipt for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, you might want to do that. And so a lot of people were calling him out and saying, oh, he, he fixed this. He rigged it. No one can hit 81 in a row. Yeah. And I accept the possibility that someone did something untowards to kind of sneak a gambling win in there. Mm -hmm. That's an object of a lot of fantasies. I mean, the Ocean's Eleven movies are kind of based on that if you really think about it but if we're in the media if we're about fun for gamblers if we're about the exploits and wins what are we doing just causing attention to this guy oh, you're, bring, you're bringing him up you're making him trending yeah and i want to say he did it legit i saw so many people saying he didn't and i trust his process he, i think he did a great job and i think it was incredibly legitimate uh, well, I mean, hey, the, that 81 in a row is, I'm telling you, man, that's not right. There's something wrong. He's got something in there because you yeah. got to lose one. Yeah. You know, someone breaks an ankle and, you know, you put it on that. You, you know, you, you didn't No, No, I, I knew he's going to break his ankle because of his medical records. And I, I knew what to do mm -hmm. now. Well, he is a Detroiter, and he put up 81, so I'm only guessing that his bookie was Jalen Rose. 
I love me some Jalen. Yeah, give the, it up to the to the Wolverines out there. Yeah, go blue. I mean, the Wolverines out there. There are Wolverines right here. Um, <laughs> another fun bet: Phil Ivy lost two million dollars on the Super Bowl. Um, that's a fun story. I don't think it's as significant because he's a professional poker player. He's one of the greats in that sport to ever do it. So Phil, I, if you watch Phil Ivy play poker, he doesn't care about the money. Like it does, it doesn't matter to him. He just wants to play. He just wants to get you out. That's yeah. it. That no headline matter. is Phil Ivy lost four two million dollars for the fifteenth time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So no, get, Phil loves it. He loves to gamble. Yeah. Um, gosh, I can't do this. This is a. You know what's worse than Phil Ivy? Huh? H I V. Okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> Get, get out of here. <laughs> you turn off that camera and get out of <laughs> no, here. That was fun. That was, that was, you, you turn off your camera and <laughs> you take a lap. You take you take your dog out for a little walk around, okay? <laughs> sorry. Sam, am I You're trouble? on timeout. You're Sam, on, you have a TV timeout, okay? Okay. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to make that Phil Ivy joke. Jeez, it was too man. bad. Uh, just a couple things I want to add on to the first story about the Vegas casino making the line both places. They did it to because gambling wasn't hot on that Super Bowl. And by doing so, they actually ended up correctly. Because if you mm. look at the history of the Super Bowl, Vegas does well. And we've been talking about handles a lot of times. And I believe if you look at the handle over the past 19 or to 21 years, I'm not sure of the window, mm. the Vegas handle has only been incorrect on the over-under Two times, man. So I, I want to. It sounds like a Detroit man that's going eighty-one in a row. Eighty-one in a row, and let's tie that statistic into our previous conversation about it being a rainstorm and there being injuries, and we think there's going to be a lot more running than anticipated. So, there's seventy-five percent of the money on is on the over. Mm. I love the under. History loves the under, and if I'm wrong. I got to blame a textbook. <laughs> you yell at it. Okay, so the wor- what what do you think the- let's go through the worst Super Bowls for gamblers. So ooh, I had a bad Super Bowl as a gambler and we talked about it a little bit last week. We had a big party here in New York. <laughs> we booked a place called Union Hall. We some of the my comic cohorts and I, we got everybody out. We threw a Super Bowl party. We had like little shows. We had our own halftime bullshit. It was a huge to do. To- 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 and one of the big things there was I was going to make a bet. I was going to make a big bet. And I did. I lost $1,000 immediately in front of everyone I know. And then I had to hang out with them for four and a half hours pretending I was having fun. <laughs> oh, my God. It was awful. Oh, it was so awful. That was just th- to start. You had your your heart had to drop when that when that uh, fumble happened a little bit. Yeah, and I think um, we went back a few weeks ago about big opening plays, and I misremembered mm-hmm. that Von Miller strip sack that led to a touchdown as an opening play. And I mean, I think that just means I remember it as a traumatic memory. <laughs> like that's yeah. My brain can't even deal with it. It, it puts away everything else. Mm-hmm. And, you know, did you have any, did, have you ever had a bad Super Bowl? Um, not a bad. I think, I think my favorite one would be that. Um, what were you not Super Bowl Fifty? Uh, but it was that bad boy? Uh, the the Patriots Saints the, the the Patriots Seahawks on that on the goal line. That was one where I I was. I, I think I was just having like a fun bet with just like going with the Seahawks and it really just ripped ripped my heart out, really. It was but it was a great game, but you run the ball with Marshawn. Yeah. Okay? I mean that play, not running the ball, it not only led to you losing that bet, it led to me having three years of Matt Patricia and the franchise passing on Justin Herbert. So that play <laughs> ruined my life. Uh, yeah. That really did. If you if we're looking at the timeline, that destroyed the Detroit Lions. Yeah, it, it absolutely did. That he was talking about that in press conferences last year in like week ten. 
It's like, what's wrong with you? Your Buddy. team is terrible. That was six, five years ago. Okay, so in that spirit, let's talk about the worst Super Bowls for gamblers. And it starts with, it was all, it was honestly pretty straightforward. Like it went very chalk outside yeah. of that Jets game. A lot of favorites covered in the early days. I know that probably the first like real bad beat was in Super Bowl five when the Colts, they were, you know, two and a half point dogs. They fumbled up. They, they fumbled. They mm -hmm. gave the ball back. They messed up time of possession and they just blew a pretty easy cover there. Yeah. Uh, Sam just uh, texted it. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I still lost because I made too many complicated bets. Man, I've I've worked for Props Network for a year now, Pro maybe just under a year, eleven months. I love this job. I love my viewers. I love doing this every day. Smash that subscribe button. Hit us on all platforms. Watch the other show. We're doing the best work out there. But I will say one thing, two things actually have remained consistent with. Props Network. We are dedicated to being innovative, informative, entertaining. You can see that on our footage. You can see that on our site with the best odds comparison tools out. And we have another consistency because in the near year I've worked here, I've never heard Scam Kotler tell a story about winning a bet. <laughs> every week. He wins. Every he week. Wins. Every week is, yeah, I lost on this. I lost on that. Sam, what's going on, man? He, oh, well. He's an Eagles. He told me to find you before, and now I'm going to find you again for he, besmirching he, Sam. Sam Sam's from Pennsylvania. He bet he's an Eagles fan. He, he told me he lost when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Well, because you you you, you want to put you want to do you know good bets like good prop bets. You know you, you know you get you can get hung and dry on on prop bets. That, that's how it works. Yeah. You Ooh, he says he doesn't talk about wins. Okay. Oh, so that's that is a humble man, right? Right? And yeah, a humble man. Probably because right. they don't exist. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> fine again. Three fines in one episode. This is great. Oh, fine. I, I I'm the Rashid Wallace of podcasting, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm better than Rashid. My bald spot is so much bigger. <laughs> I can't believe that dude played in the NBA in Air Force Ones. That's the greatest achievement in He's sports. A man. Okay, so another bad beat was actually in the Eagles in the Super Bowl when Donovan McNabb was throwing up on the field. Fans of the Patriots in that game, where they were favored by four and a half, had to be throwing up as well yeah. because Patriots were four and a half point favorites. Patriots won by three. Uh, I, didn't T.O. say that he uh, was that Donovan McNabb was hung over and that's why he was throwing up? Absolutely. I side with T.O. T.O., I 100% across the board support him. He should be in the Hall of Fame for that game alone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To, uh, I mean, he was playing through a lot. And for him to still put up those yards is like, why not? Why not you, buddy? Come on. Yeah, I mean, uh, receivers, I think they should make the Hall of Fame when they jump off the screen. T.O. was there. T.O. carried that, that team in the entire Super Bowl. T.O. was responsible for that bad beat. And I th he doesn't get the credit for it. It's historically. Yeah, but it's his, his ego is shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. That's the problem. But it's not like it was a Bonds thing where his ego ruined the game. His ego made him an amazing player, and he was an unheralded prospect. He kind of came on like DK Metcalf where he went to the Combine, and he just was better physically than anyone. I mean, mm -hmm. kind of had that DK body like 20 yep. years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. so this is Sam's gonna be so mad if we make we're making fun of him that we're making this a pro TO podcast. <laughs> <laughs> pro TO. Okay, yeah, but yeah, they were responsible for a bad beat and a we've had a lot of bad over under bad beats actually. Super Bowl thirty three, that was Broncos Falcons, and there were only ten points scored in the first half. The, there was a pretty high over under. Over under, it was fifty-two and a half. There were only twenty points scored in the first three quarters, and obviously they went to the fourth quarter. It was an easy cover for the under, right? This sounds like our, our matchup on Sunday. Thirty-three points scored in that fourth <laughs> quarter in an NFL game. 
Do you realize how hard it is to the, get to the combination of 33 points in a 15-minute time span? Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. This could happen. Let's say let's say the rain starts in the like the first half and then then it's just everyone's just throwing bombs everywhere. Yeah, everyone's there. How do you I understand the four touchdowns in because the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl like it's, it's always seems kind of high scoring, doesn't it? Unless it's a blowout. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady, I mean. And <laughs> Sam just said he bet on the Falcons in the 28 to 3 game. <laughs> <laughs> he says he bet them to win the Super Bowl after week 10, the same year as 23 bets. But I feel like Sam bet on the Falcons to win knowing his gambling history when they were up 28 to three. <laughs> he probably bet six grand to win 40 bucks. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Those 40 bucks, is, that's free money there. Yeah, sometimes you got to bully your boss until he fires you. <laughs> I mean, when we first started working, I told me he looked like Carson Wentz and, you know, that was a compliment then, but, you know, now... Uh, okay and then we had another fun super bowl that was a bad beat for gamblers giants ravens over under on that ravens team was 33 points in that super bowl because that ravens defense wow what that was a straight up blowout too it was a straight out blowout but it was very low scoring at the halftime and then in the third quarter there were three defensive or special teams touchdowns in 36 seconds. That ain't right. The over was obliterated in the blink of an eye, and you had to just be holding your head in your hands at that point. Yeah. I mean, to be at the biggest stage and then just put up three points, it's like – do I belong here? I don't think I do. Uh, so I'm going to just go vacation in Ohio where people don't know me. Yeah, it's rough. And then probably our worst bad beat for gamblers ever um, was Falcons Patriots in the aforementioned Super Bowl. Oh. Not only that, not only was it a bad beat if you were on the Falcons, it was a bad beat if you were on the under. So a lot of people got kicked in the teeth that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for anyone that had, had to see that and just feel gut-wrenched as they kept marching down the field. That That's I, – I can't understand. I mean, like for you, Joel, like I remember you were saying for that for that Union Hall game that, you know, you, you saw it like like that, right? But to go through the game, and then you're just like, I'm going to buy a car. I'm going to buy this new Honda, Honda Civic. Can't wait. And then (laughs) you don't have a Honda Civic anymore. All right? Yeah, and you got a a Honda Civic duty to bet better. You got to be responsible. (laughs) You can't get in these bad beats. And that's why we're lucky with this here, Super Bowl, because it's straightforward. Lines move on nearly every every Super Bowl. It opens, and there's a ton of vacillations. There's been like five times where the favorites have changed. Favorites have changed back and forth. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of thresh, like lines crossing through the magical thresholds of like three, seven, 10, 14, yada, yada, yada. And yep. this line hasn't moved. Yeah. It held. It held for a long time. I'm looking at where the money's going. They're still not budging this money line. It seems like it will go in the direction of the Chiefs Monday morning. Sorry, mm-hmm. Sunday morning. I was reading W. Bennett's chat. You are right. Um, Patriots did upset the greatest show on turf, favored by 14. I I thought the upsets were pretty well covered in the rest of media. I just tried to find stuff that wasn't as out there to bring you guys. So that's why I talked about Super Bowl Five. <laughs> so... If you want my perspective on a game from 1971, thank you for tuning into the Props Network. I did ask my dad about that game, though. He's a good historian of sports and Mm. is responsible for the biggest Detroit Lions joke of all time on social media. So thank you, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Super 36, that was a really good game. That was, that was, woo! Man, just gives you chills. Yeah, it gives you chills. And it, it's kind of shocking in 
I'm still shocked that the Patriots went on to be like the best dynasty ever. I'm still like, I can't believe the Rams didn't win. <laughs> like that's the <laughs> biggest compliment to how good that Rams team was. Like we saw Brady and Belichick go on to become the best who ever did it at their respective jobs. And it's still like, I can't believe they beat those guys. I know. You know, <laughs> Oh, well, Oh, well, Oh, well, well, I had a great time today. Good time. I was little, I was struggling a bit, Brian, but you lifted me. Making fun of Sam lifted me, and talking about the Super Bowl lifted me. God. I think that the Bucks will win, but I'm betting on the Chiefs, and I'm betting on the under. And I'm going to be doing a few more chats. I'll be here tomorrow at 1030. I'm going to be talking about the all the different props with Sports Illustrated, Steve Clark, and he's a good pickup baller too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, and I haven't played with them in a while, so I, I need to watch some tape. Yeah, you haven't played with anyone in a while. We've been locked in our apartments for a year. Don't make me cry over the air, Joel. Hey, it's okay. We're we're not in our mid thirties and lost our last good years as uh, <laughs> as basketball players to a disease. I'm personally prepared to combat. Oh God. Okay, but yeah, we had a great time. I'm gonna be back here. The Next three days, doing the NBA picks, doing the... It'll be a little bit earlier time, I think. And I look forward to hanging out with you guys. I look forward to recapping and doing some fun episodes over the course of the next month with you, Brian. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a good time. We're going to get zany. We're going to get wild. And who knows what direction we're going to take it because we're just going to try and figure out gambling shit. <laughs> That's what we got to do. Figure it out. That's what we do. Cool. Well, I had a great time. Follow the Props Network. Follow Brian, actually. Um, what, Twitter is uh, Comic Bam. Comic Bam. Yeah, yeah Comic Bam. He, Brian's Twitter is amazing. It's one of the funniest in all of New York comedy, and it's the most it's innocent place on earth. Thank you. Thank you. It's very innocent. Yeah, it's, such, it's so cute. And I love doing this. I love doing the Props Network. I will see you guys very soon. For everyone here, this is Joel Walkowski walking off. <laughs>